0: Okay, Aaron, you've been in charge of bald move marketing for a while. What have you come up with?
1: Okay, get this. Listeners buy a share of alpaca for bald move. When we collect enough fractional alpaca, we buy an alpaca. We shave the alpaca for textiles and milk them for dairy. Okay. We butcher an alpaca, feed the alpaca alpaca, alpaca make, mo alpaca. No, no, I'm serious. How am I going to pay rent next month? You don't need traditional shelter. We just crack open an alpaca and climb inside tauntaun style. They're quite spacious.
0: So people donate money and you buy alpaca? Why not just
1: keep the money? Are you suggesting we embezzle alpaca? I'm not going to jail for you.
0: God, no. We have support.baldmove.com for donations. We take PayPal and Bitcoin. But where do we get our textiles and milk? Support.baldmove.com. Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season six, episode six, entitled A Live Day. I had no idea until this episode what an
1: Alive Day was. I didn't either. In fact, it took me two it, it, it took me two times to understand what uh, Mundo here was mumbling about being a live day, and it made sense. It made sense yeah. in context. I don't know if that's a common thing. Uh,
0: I looked it up on the internet afterward, and it seems to be a fairly established definition for that word.
1: Is it in a, only in a military context, or any time no. you survive a near-death experience? Boyd's experience in this episode would be another be Another example. live day? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to go to do a little Pearl Jam.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm still...
1: Learning. Okay. I wasn't Shut going to. Shut me down. It. Uh, what did you think of this episode? This episode was awesome. Um, it was a surprising, poignant uh, end to a uh, chooch, as I like to call him now. Uh-huh. I like to think we're friends. Sure. Um, it was an incredible, honestly. it it got me panicked that i had missed the news and this was only a 10 episode season or something like oh shit maybe we've been wrong this whole time i've dashed off to wikipedia no it is a 13 episode season but doesn't it feel like this is like the penultimate or you know justified gets on these three episode tears at the end of the season or it's just a freight train type of type of situation it's a it's a runaway runaway choo-choo if you will
0: yeah i think you're right um Maybe part of the reason it feels that way is because they have more to deal with. Given that this is the last season, Mm. they have to finally deal with Raylan and Boyd. They have to finally deal with Raylan and his kid. Like a lot of stuff still left to do that has to wrap up the series, not just
1: the season. Yeah.
0: So maybe they got through kind of the plot of the season a little bit faster than.
1: Or it could be that just I've I never thought of it in that terms that they have this whole thing with Avery and Boyd. And Catherine Hale and mm-hmm. Duffy that has to be resolved before, you know, Boyd and Raylan can square off. So yeah, that and and it kind of feels like Raylan's a very peripheral character at this point. He's just kind of probing around the edges. He's not. Oh, you know what I'm sure, saying the sure. plot is not revolving around what he is doing.
0: Yeah, he's not being confronted by quarrels every episode. No, nah,
1: he's just <laughs> it's just purely kind of reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I. Am thoroughly enjoying it. It seems hard to believe that they're going to be able to keep up this pace, but sure. they've got still their most compelling characters, uh, unbent, unbowed, unbroken, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, still there's going to be things are still heating up. Too. Tim getting his rifle. Oh
0: man, he said. R- Rachel told him to go get his rifle, and I was like,
1: yes, yeah. Finally, they need to pay this off. They're 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 letting. Uh, I think they've paid Tim's sniper ability off several times but having like a full-on action sequence for tim yeah be pretty sweet
0: yeah i want to see see him bust out the rifle and start shooting people uh the other thing i noticed about tim in this episode hit like i don't know if jacob pitts that's his name right the actor's name i don't know if he's gone to some kind of gun training i'm sure they all have yeah uh but he is rock solid when he's got that pistol trained on people like they mm. like i noticed raylan's like kind of got his gun down in the in this this scene where they square off he's kind of got his gun down he's a little more relaxed than than tim but tim is like locked on these dudes uh and even when he's talking to somebody else his his aim never wavers yeah He's he's really good with the gunplay stuff.
1: No, he feels fairly military. I also like yeah. how like when the Mercs are talking big, bad military stuff, he kinda like does an amused eyebrow raise. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I'm just the airstrike choo-choo needs the yeah, it's I, uh-huh. he's really coming to his own. And I think so. It feels like maybe Rachel's rounding in the shape. Yes, as the, the successor to art. Her reaction to yeah. art kind of taking over his old office. <laughs> Um, her kind of, I'm I'm not sure we're going to talk a lot about her, uh, interactions here with, uh, Raylan, the man himself. Okay. Uh, her taking command of this task force. And it, it, feels like, uh, it's taken them a long time, but they're finally starting to flesh out these people in the final season. And I'm loving it.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, art comes back in, but there really is no place for him in this force at the moment. You know, he's still kind of out on leave, um, due to his injury, There's really no place for him at home. Where does art fit into this show going into the last half of the last season?
1: Well, it depends on what kind of show you fundamentally think Justified is. Is Justified a dark, depressing, Braveheart-style freedom bummer of a show? Because (laughs) if so, I could see him being the sacrificial lamb. He's literally Mm -hmm. the, the cop. You know several weeks away from retirement Or you know yes. if, he, if he was here he'd tell me to cut out the This golden years bullshit Sure uh, But but that's who he is And mm. you know he's clearly a, More of a father figure to Raylan Than, than, than Arlo ever was He means oh, yeah. a great deal to Rachel and Tim mm-hmm. One easy cheap way To get the audiences and the characters blood up Is to have him Gunned down in
0: the line of duty I really feel like that's where they're going uh, yeah. I, I don't think Art is going to survive this series at this point because there isn't a place for him. If you want to see Rachel succeed in her job, where that doesn't leave Art anywhere. He's not going to be happy at home. Art
1: can go like you know higher up nationally, I guess. But you're I right. I guess so. They're painting him as this guy that has no uh, home. He's yeah. being stuck at home with his wife, is driving him crazy. Mm-hmm. Rachel's taking his spot. I mean, she's got pictures of the family <laughs> and everything up there now. Uh-huh. There's one one remaining picture of Art and his wife that looked like it was taken twenty years ago in, in the background, but she's mm-hmm. taken this over. And yeah, uh, yeah, I would hate to see that. But again, I don't have a good feel of how dark this season of Justified is gonna end.
0: Okay, I, I don't either. The show has always kind of walked a line with that. I mean, even the character Raylan himself walks mm-hmm. that line. I think it would be fitting if the show went on went out on a bittersweet note. Mm-hmm.
1: And I know there's a lot of ways you can dispense with a character like that without it being too depressing. Like if he has like you know one one last stand or a, a walking tall moment where you yeah. know he goes out and lays down the law, but still ultimately succumbs. Um, there's ways to I guess deal with that without having it be a complete bummer for us as the audience. Definitely, I have, no, I have no idea though. So much episode, so many, so many shows left. Yeah, six episodes is still a good amount of time. Is it six? What is it? what episode is this? Or seven? Is this six?
0: this was six? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess so there's, there's seven, seven left. left.
1: Yeah. Haven't you got to the halfway point? Not next, quite. Next one is the hump episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So we talk about a little bit about the nuts and bolts of this episode. Sure. Is directed by Peter Werner, who has had a long and storied career. Um, Ghost Whisperer and, and uh, Medium and Law and Order Criminal Intent eh, He's a procedural also, guy But he's also done A Different World, The Wonder Years, Moonlighting And has worked with Graham Yost on Boomtown and Justified several times All right, is written by the duo of Benjamin Cavell and Jennifer Kennedy I was able to find nothing about Jennifer Kennedy Or not very much uh, She doesn't even get credited on IMDb for this episode Which I don't know what the hell she wrote uh 5 episodes of this TV series called King which I've never heard of hmm. uh and 10 episodes of the Wilkinsons which I guess was a TV series back in 06 okay. uh, and this episode of Justified Benjamin however was had a little bit more um although not a lot I mean he's written 15 episodes of Justified over its entire run but that's about it that's all his writing credits so all right I don't know what you call we we got the Villa gang you call the the Yosts the Yost ghosts? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think that's
0: a pretty bad name, actually.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what you call it. The Yost Yostus cupcakes? Sure. Yostus ding dongs. The Yostus Twinkies.
0: Uh huh. Yep. That's uh, it. <laughs> there you go. I nailed it.
1: <laughs> Nail it like Boyd nailed grabbing that. Can Before of, we got uh, started, some gas. something in the previously on's justified. They they cut from Limehouse telling Ava like Ava Bolted and they cut Limehouse telling Ava, look, to pull this off, you need paperwork and a new name and new identities and all this stuff. And then they cut right to Raylan berating her for the same thing. And she's like, I don't know, Raylan, I just took off. I didn't think of those things. Mm-hmm. To me, that seemed like an obvious contradiction because if she hadn't thought about it before, she certainly thought about it when Limehouse told her. So then playing ignorant to Raylan makes me wonder if Ava didn't have a more cunning plan in mind the whole time that Raylan just kind of blew up hmm. and prevented that might might come out. Like maybe she does have a complete set of papers and all that stuff. She just needs to get a moment to get away in a car and we're going to see her execute on that sometime in the future.
0: Maybe I, for some reason, something in my head is saying that Limehouse was going to give her those papers was going to give her a different identity. I
1: thought he was going to give her a car and that's it. And he was just incredulous. Is that it? And that's okay. the thing. It's like I thought it was kind of dumb the way Ava went off half-cocked. Several characters made the same comment. Ava's not a stupid person. So I'm starting to think that maybe hmm. maybe there is something there that we were supposed to be unsettled by and missed. Maybe it won't pay off, but I've got like the hint of a theory that there was something more to that attempt or maybe that is going to end up being a dress rehearsal for the real attempt that she has to make later. Could be. I don't know. We'll see. Could be. Um, The, one of the
0: other things I want to talk about kind of uh, in relation to predictions is last time I predicted that Catherine Hale might be the, the rat. Mm. Uh, And that seems to be what Avery Markham thinks as well. And, or do you, I guess if he's not the rat and he knows he's not the rat, Um, we can't be sure, I guess, still at this point, but he knows he's not the rat in his own head, so he must assume that Catherine was the rat.
1: Well, that's the thing. But she doesn't let on that she actually is. That's the thing about this scene, because it works with Duffy. I mean, if you go with Duffy's theory, that, look, he knows he's not the rat. Mm -hmm. He might suspect that you think he's the rat, so he's deliberately, with his marriage proposal and putting you on the spot, trying to make a smokescreen around him and get you off your game. If he were the rat, yeah. If you were the rat, mm-hmm. um, it could be that Catherine is the rat, although I would have a problem with that reveal because it seems everything that her reaction to those news was not. was not the type of reaction you'd have if you were the rat. It's like she was doing a whole bunch of mental calculus in her head trying to determine if he was telling the truth. And what I thought was brilliant or determining whether he how much he knew potentially. And what's there's two brilliant things, number one, the hug that Markham puts on her at the end, their facial expressions, especially yeah. his. you could read of "I don't believe this woman, she's really the rat, or <laughs> do i did did i did, do I think I set the hook in deep enough uh-huh then uh Raylan or not Raylan, art, and Rachel's conversation at the Marshalls office, where he's probing about her first work as a twenty one year old cadet fresh out of glencoe mm-hmm. um. He she implied that this the whole case came down to wiretaps and there was no criminal informant. And but Art says something like, "We know there was an unofficial CI." He said that the prosecutor or whoever to lead on that case kind of hinted at, but that could have been just to protect the integrity of the investigation. I think hmm, I that one so. of the one of the possibilities is that there was no mole, and this is a classic kind of criminal conspiracy, uh paranoia thing that's going to bring them all down. Hmm. And and I don't know. I I I feel like there is a rat, but they've done enough things with the looks and this subterfuge and the conversation re- that that you just don't know yet. It's sure. impossible to know. Yeah, they
0: they've got you all twisted up and I think that's fun on some level uh and something that justified does really well. Uh, I'm still leaning towards the rat. I'm still leaning towards it's Catherine. Really? I, yes. I would I, be
1: shocked, honestly, and disappointed.
0: It's the way that she's after Avery at this point. Like, I, I don't know if if Avery is the rat. I I don't see why you don't buy. He brings this up. I don't know why he brings this up. I mean, yeah, it could be a smokescreen, like. They said, like Duffy said, but why now? Why now? What's the point of doing it now? Is he on to her plan to
1: take his money? Well, so I think he is – he doesn't have any faith in his mercenaries at this point. He sure. knows he's been compromised, mm-hmm. and I think that he is now on high alert for where that's coming from. Like, why the sudden attention from Boyd and the, and, and the marshals and all this stuff – Um but that that works toward like him thinking that Catherine is the rat. Yes. If he's the rat, why bring this up now? Uh, just because he didn't he didn't realize that maybe she suspects he's the rat. I think he's just trying. I mean, I don't know. Sure. But one interpretation is that he's just trying to cover all of his bases because he's a smart guy, and he's getting mm. into situation. He's in the home stretch. He's feeling like he's not as secure in his mercenary force as he thought. So now he's making positions not out of desperation or a necessary position of weakness, but it's more calculated. Yeah. It's more calculated. I'm, Cause again, if he's the mole or if he's not, what has he got to lose by saying this thing? Just getting it out in the open. Uh, if he is the mole. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing he would have to lose is if he, that's the thing. <laughs> the only thing he has to lose is if, he would think that Catherine is such an idiot to not ever suspect him of being the mole, even though as a criminal, okay, you know, sure. you'd think, okay, well, who was the one? Who was the informant? And then
0: she goes back to Duffy, and Duffy tries to, you know, patronize her, and she's like, "Don't, don't patronize me." Yeah. So, like, we know she's not that dumb.
1: No, oh no! I mean, everything about this woman yeah. seems that she's formidable. Yes. So yeah, I I think that avery knows that as much as we do i mean he gave a whole speech about hard women and i think he puts her under that category so so is this like is a... that she's probably already suspected him I, he mm-hmm. doesn't know how seriously um and it, it, again this is mm-hmm. uh, this is counting on him knowing that he is the rat it's sure. starting to really twist into itself <laughs> yeah no definitely
0: uh <laughs> Like I said, I, I enjoy kind of the gymnastics you have to play because but, but you he, don't have all the info If he here.
1: is the rat and he knows he's the rat, then this seems like a zero-loss game that he's playing. This is something to add f- fear, and uncertainty, and doubt on her part, which might be the opening he needs to figure out, you know, what is going on inside his own ship. And maybe mm-hmm. he's wanting to ki- – I don't know. I mean, I think it's very – it's a super interesting possibility is there is no rat. Yeah. And he's fixing to kill her as bad as she's fixing to kill him. Yeah. And maybe we find that out in a later episode. I don't know. Could be. I still think Markham's the the rat.
0: Okay. I still think Catherine's the rat. So right. <laughs> we'll see who's right by the end of this.
1: Art seems to be on my side. And Rachel yeah, yeah. said it made sense, too. Like, if there was uh, a mole, it seems like, or a rat, um, it, uh, Avery Markham seems like the guy that's that what would they... have the... The little n- naked, disgusting tale
0: <laughs> that's what they want you to think, man. that's what they want you to
1: think um let's talk about can we talk about the the initial scene of Boyd and Raylan and Ava Oh yeah, it's great re reenacting the uh pilot fe- uh, climax uh-huh. at, in this at the scene of the crime. yeah, that's no, good. It's I good. thought the dialogue there was incredible. It is. It always is with those two. Um, And, you know, I kind of suspected last time that it would be Raylan there, you know, just being the Raylan role, role that he's mm-hmm. trying to turn up rocks like it's not unheard of for him to show up at uh, Boyd's bar or any of that. Yeah, you were right. Did you think that Boyd how suspicious do you think of what Boyd was and, and jealous was Boyd? Uh, Very. He seemed to play it a lot more suspicious and jealous than I was. would would ever have thought.
0: Yes. I don't know why he immediately jumped to, are you guys sleeping together? That seemed weird to me.
1: Do you think he knew their history, and he's kind of one as the better man? Do you think he was just using this to shine on Raylan to try to get him to you know, crack to whatever it is? I suppose
0: that's possible. I think the other possibility is he has already figured out what Ava is doing and is trying to see what Raylan's going to admit here.
1: Mm.
0: What or or he has a suspicion about what Ava is doing and like, you know, from being a CI mm-hmm. angle and wants to kind of suss that out a little bit. Uh I I don't know. I, I felt it was a little odd that he jumped directly to that, but he's I on can this that. um
1: he's on this Dewey Crow thing. Yep. Which we still know the necklaces out there, mm-hmm. you know, almost halfway through the season. Um I don't know. Where do you think, and and Ava seems like she's back solidly on Team Raylan. this episode. She's informing on him about the mining escapade, finding out the details of the location they're at. She is Mm -hmm. buttering up Earl. Where do you think that is going? She's arguably Mm. seducing Earl. Do you think Earl is the dumbest of Boyd's crew? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) This season?
0: Well, uh, minus Dewey Crow, yeah.
1: I was gonna say now that I mean, we he's absent. had some real knuckleheads, yeah, uh, and Devil was kind of a, a easily manipulated fool as well. Yeah,
0: no, I ju- I just mean now, currently.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: I I kind of see him as the equivalent of Mundo on on Boyd's side. Yeah. And we get a Except clip. For he doesn't of- have
1: shrapnel in his head for an excuse. He's just dumb. Right, he's bright just stupid.
0: dumb. Yeah. Uh, and and we get a scene this time of them like saying. Oh, Mundo would never turn at least on purpose. That's what Avery says he at least knowingly mm-hmm. I wonder if that's gonna be something that comes into play with Earl hmm. where Ava is gonna get him to to rat on Boyd
1: unknowingly, yeah, hmm well, I mean he already has like he's already slipped information <laughs> the that, name of the mine shaft that yeah. Boyd didn't see fit to divulge to Ava, yep, you know, uh, and he is hella dumb, so who <laughs> knows I could see that. Um, Speaking of hella dumb, yeah. want to talk about Choo Choo now? Yeah, some I want to stuff there's a lot of context here. Um, I thought it was interesting when Ty Walker was ta- telling the story of Choo Choo's the day he met up with the IED. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that Choo Choo is in the captain's seat. Now, I don't know if that's just a term that you use for a particular position in the Humvee. I tried to do some research and I couldn't find anything. hmm. Um, there's just endless ads for converting a Humvee to having captain's chairs, which is not the same thing. <laughs> uh, it's like a fucking minivan conversion, shit like that. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. And there's a lot of other, um, term army terminology. Like Cause when you buy a Humvee, you're
0: looking for comfort.
1: Sure. Fuck you. I think man. most people are honestly, it's a luxury vehicle <laughs> in the disguise of this rugged military thing. Maybe an H three is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things Seabass said when they were talking about shoot Choo and whether he had to clean up his mess vis-a-vis Calhoun's whore, mm-hmm. uh, he said, this ain't the Army anymore, Top. Um, and it, uh, what is, I don't, I is Top like Lieutenant or is Top like Captain or is Top something you call? I've never heard that term. I haven't heard that either. He called Seabass uh, Sergeant. It'd be interesting, I thought it'd be interesting if like, uh, it turns out Choo Choo was their captain, mm-hmm. and like Walker is the lieutenant, and so it's like their power structure has been completely flipped up by his injury and disability. Might
0: be some resentment there,
1: might be, yeah, yeah,
0: some political uh, intrigue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also thought that, um, when he told the story about, uh, when Mundo was talking to the prostitute, uh, it It led on to me that Mundo's not really mentally disabled at all. Mm -hmm. It's just his motor, you know, his his, maybe there's something with his, um, you know, not not off. He he can't control his like emotions and he has trouble with his speech. But yeah, he seemed pretty self-aware and intelligent, you know, to the point where it's like, look, you know, if I'd met somebody who looked and talked like me before. Uh, the IED, I'd think he was an idiot, too. Like, that puts mm-hmm. a whole other spin on the tragedy of his character.
0: Oh, yeah. Like being trapped in your own body.
1: Yeah, and the fact that these guys were what you would call good guys. Mm. And I I think it's interesting that you can have all this stuff as, like, how did they get in this position? You know, it's like you come home, you want to be a mercenary, you know, you start guarding the money for a guy who's dealing eagle weed. That's all legit, right? Like it seems like these guys are basically good guys that have gone down a very slippery moral slope one mm. slide at a time. It's not like they're mustache twirling or beard twirling evil guys. Sure. In in tide and and they also could probably justify it that uh well this you know, we, we might have to hurt people, but they're bad people. I don't know how to square that headcanon with him kind of gleefully killing the old folks just for not wanting to sell their land. Mm-hmm. Um but it does seem that, that that Choo Choo is more of that original strain of good guy and kind of been taken advantage of by circumstance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the stuff with uh, Calhoun's whore this episode mm-hmm. really shows, you know, there's another side to Choo Choo. and sure. It's it's compassionate one. It's yeah.
1: a, a more tender one, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's got zero tolerance for people skimming registers and for like <laughs> sure, liars and yeah. assholes and criminals but then will go kill somebody but a truly innocent person it's like you know it's like i can't i can't kill someone for a mistake i made that shows he's got a lot of backbone yeah yeah do you think in the end when do you think that he believed him and rayland that those guys are coming to kill him if so why did he pull the gun and go out like he did because I thought Tim and Raylan made a pretty convincing case. I thought the second time I watched this, I was watching mm-hmm. Mundo's eyes when Ty walked up with the three other mercs or two other mercs. Yeah. And there was, like, some kind of calculus going on there. Well, as he far sees as, one guy kind of walk around him. Yeah. And he's like, I know what's happening. Yeah, here. I'm not a, yeah. I, I'm not an idiot. I've mm. known these guys for a long time. This is how... So I kind of feel like he believed them. I think so. Um, But he couldn't quite bring himself to betray his friends, so he... It seemed like he wanted to commit suicide by cop, but then he started sh- returning fire and <laughs> high tailing out of there. So took three shots, I think, and then yeah. drove off. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know. Um and it's it's a shame because uh I felt like the way they developed his character that we were just starting to get to the good stuff with him and now he's gone.
0: There's so much more good stuff we need to get to with other characters. Like I'm it's, I'm I'm not sad necessarily to see him go. I think the dominoes are gonna have to start falling at some point. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm glad that they gave him a little bit more characterization than just big dumb guy who wants to hurt people.
1: Yeah. You know? I also really liked um the what Raylan said about these guys are good at killing, but they're not good at crime. Yeah. And you contrast that with like Boyd would never have gotten caught because he'd have known it was bear season. He'd known those goat trails through shit thick forests would be crawling with hunters and stuff. Sure.
0: Yeah. He knows the hills. You know, the
1: slurry pits is the place you go if you want to to hide a body. Uh, And these guys just getting trapped up like so many other people outside. Harlan outsiders just can't hack it in this fucking county, man. Nope. And I like the consistency of how lethal it is for outsiders. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, there's the song Never
0: Leave Harlan Alive. I don't know that you get into Harlan Alive. Right, right. You got to be there from the start.
1: Uh, Do you... What do you think Markham does now? Because after this episode, whether Ty Walker... Ty Walker might be a bigger threat to him than he is an ally at this point. Yeah, because now I think so. he's he's shot. I think he got shot at least once. I think Raylan got him. Yeah, Seabass is going to know something's up because they talked about putting an APB on him or trying to do it on the sly before he realizes what's up. Hmm, but okay. Ty, but but Avery Markham has no no real muscle at this point. Nope, like his crew's gone. Uh. They did have some tantalizing suggestion that Avery Markham might be a little bit more dangerous than we realize. He's a Vietnam vet. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they are, you know, it's like I hear him talking about the pun. Was it uh, the the pun, pun, punji? Pun, something sticks. Yeah. And I start thinking about like Smeared cop, with
0: human feces, you know,
1: Copperhead Road, the song about the guy doing moonshine. And and well, actually, I think he was growing uh, marijuana at the end of the song, but he rigs up a whole bunch of explosives and and traps for the DEA. I'm wondering if like Boyd, wow, like these 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 uh, these tunnel traps he's he's getting is the least of his worries. Like, what if that whole portal thing is rigged up like booby traps galore, like something out of the Goonies movie? It could be. It could be. That uh, he doesn't need all that muscle.
0: I think he needs some muscle. Well, though. sure. I mean, Boyd's got muscle. Um, well. He has less muscle this episode. Yeah. Now that one of his he's dudes essentially is dead. got
1: Carl Earl. and Earl. Yeah. That's because it. Zachariah is not his muscle. No. No. He's actively trying to
0: kill him. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. So, what do you make of Zachariah trying to kill Boyd in this episode?
1: Well, why? And I thought the scene between him and Ava yeah. was really good. Uh, of talking about a whole lot of backstory and motivations, like. He views Ava as kind of like his little girl. Yeah. And and his biggest life regret was that it's like, you know, if your daddy was here, he would have known the words to say to warned you off of uh, Bowden or whatever the fuck his name. Bowen? Bowman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got to watch those Bowmans, man. And
0: he, he tries to compare Boyd to Bowman a little bit. I mean, he says, you know, he doesn't have the same devil inside sure. of
1: him, but... He's still a crowder. He's still a crowder, and you can see that he had this little, you know, he had this little, you know, girl whose father died in a mine, and he yeah. told her this fiction about like, well, as you know, honey, his battery ran out, so she's checking his battery all the time, and it's like just just a few sentences. You get that these this is not just uncle uh, niece. This is almost father daughter kind of thing, and yeah. um, when he says. I thought it was key when she's like, well, you're lecturing me about Boyd. Now you're working for him. And he kind of gets this look and he's like, well, darling, I got bills to pay. And I think on the second time through, this has a clear double meaning that he's talking about a moral debt that he didn't protect her sufficiently. He's gotten she's got mixed up with Boyd and been to prison and done all this stuff. And that this is a debt that he has to settle himself. I think you're right. And that's going to be interesting. Him and now, like every scene of him and Boyd down in the mine. I will say this: uh, that I never had a problem with this the first time through. But in subsequent viewings, I don't understand why he saved Boyd because that seemed like like Boyd just just out of random luck happened to, to land on the right boards and the right configuration to save him. But it was like a like a jenga pile down there. Yeah, yeah. And it was had required split second timing on his part and Boyd's to save him. It seems pretty easy to just miss that and let him slip and he's dead and then you're done. Like, why did he try? I get that he couldn't just like whip out a pistol and shoot Boyd yeah, because obviously. of fire damp and also because his man is standing there. And, yeah, what the hell's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But he could have done that and it would it still look like an accident. So I don't know yeah, how to explain right. that.
0: Uh, I can explain it by you can't kill Boyd in episode six. <laughs> and in that's such a, shit, a trivial way. That's a
1: shitty meta reason I know. to, I know. to do something. And it's kind of like I was, if you looked at my forum post, I was on cloud nine about this episode. I'm now on cloud eight probably okay. because this is a big thing. I just don't, this doesn't make sense to Zachariah. Um, and uh, it does feel like they were just, kind of jogging or be on a treadmill just because they can't kill Boyd. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, uh, I have a big question. I um, did. Um, one of the lines of the week, though, is Boyd, when he's talking to Ava about concern, about work, her uncle working for him, is like, don't worry, baby. He's not working for me. He's just working for me. Yeah, that was good. I, that's a great line. I'm gonna have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't write down any lines of the week, but I feel like stuff there was some stuff between Boyd and Raylan that was really good too. Well, there was a little bit of an easter egg. Um wonderful things happen if you sow the seeds of distrust in a garden of assholes. Uh <laughs> that is a quote from an Elmore Leonard movie, uh, huh. book, Glitz. And he says, I think I read it in a book somewhere. Nice. Uh that was a really nice nod to to the man himself. Um that certainly could be line of the week. Um Yeah. I also really liked Arts uh, let's, let, first of all, let's cut it with this Golden Age shit. Yeah, that was <laughs> I thought very that good. Was really, And the way he delivered it, too, is just <laughs> a, brilliant. Uh,
0: I have a big question about Limehouse. What is Limehouse's game? Is Dude. he playing a game, or is he just trying to get he and Boyd's relationship right? I don't buy that for a second. I think Limehouse is up to something else. Wants this
1: money that Ava told him about. Uh... Yeah, and he's no friend to Boyd. No. So he's clearly trying to play this to his advantage. I don't know. I mean, I was tickled to see Limehouse throwing his hat into the ring. Yes. (laughs) And the reaction to Boyd getting the news, that look he gave Ava, um, was incredible. And in the Mm -hmm. context of him coming home from a near-death experience... Uh-huh. I read an interview with Walton Goggins this weekend and said that you get one thing you have to understand about Boyd is his boogeyman, his personal boogeyman is dying in a mine. OK, like on in in this under sunshine, he's not afraid to get shot, stabbed, menaced, beat. He, he doesn't he's got not a fear in the world, but like his biggest fear, like a phobia he has is die, like like being in those fucking mines for so long and escaped and then. Now he's going back for one big job is going to kill him. So <laughs> I thought that was an interesting view into his mental state. That like it's never a good idea. It's never a good time to find out that your the person you're sleeping with might be betraying you. Sure, sure. <laughs> but to do that under the stress of a, this near death experience, which is like his, you know, like I my least favorite way to go would probably be burned alive. Uh, that's his version <laughs> of that. You know, like the worst <laughs> way to die. I I thought that was really great, and and And, they really
0: depict it well. When he comes home from the mine, it looks like he just came in from a hard day of working in the mines before. Yeah, and you can picture kind of Boyd's life before all of his criminal stuff too. Yeah, going into these mines day after day and coming home and just being drained completely. Yeah, I mean he's a a different guy. We have some feedback which we'll consider
1: fuller detail. But someone had an idea that. You know, Raylan and Boyd famously dug coal together. Yeah, and wouldn't it be cool if they one of them meets their end in some kind of confrontation down a mine shaft, especially with what got, you know Walton said in this interview so that'd be so what poetic. like a like a shootout in a mine shaft and like the this fire the damp, damp the is exploding going. around you got a team of sure. marshals down there you got a team you uh-huh. got you shit you could have five different fucking t- squads down there it's like expendables four down there have, <laughs> yes you could have, have avery down there you could have boyd and his crew and the marshals you could mm-hmm. have limehouse and What's his fucking Oscar, Lloyd, what, uh, who's the, uh, Errol. Errol, yeah. you got Errol down there for good measure. Yep. Uh, maybe Duffy and Catherine's got, then sure, Mike down not? there. And they're in their
0: bathrobes. I can sure, see it now. Yep. Sure.
1: Um, you get Winona somehow comes up to visit from Florida yep. and she finds, you know, uh, mm-hmm. did, who knows, but I'm saying that would kind <laughs> of be, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I doubt this all ends in a (laughs) mineshaft.
0: At at least for most of these characters. I could see Boyd maybe meeting his end in a mineshaft. But I feel like Raylan's got to meet his end if he's going out in a gunfight. In in someone who can finally best him in a gunfight, you think that might be Avery?
1: I... Avery hasn't done anything but smile and act charming. Yeah. um, And talk about people's loyalty. You're saying he might be more dangerous than you thought. It's... I don't know, because, like, whenever they've kind of introduced an uh, equal to Raylan, they've established it very early in the going. Like, <laughs> You're right. Uh, Colton, you know, him being a military vet, like, he mm-hmm. was good with the gun, and they established his toughness and uh, fearlessness very early on. Carpetbagger, uh, his trick trick, quick-draw sleeve, established yeah. very early on. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean... Sam Elliott comes with this Western tombstone cachet (laughs) that I would believe it if he happened to be, among other things, a quick draw artist. Yeah. So I would believe him as being a badass, sure, without much convincing. It'd just be a departure from Justified because they've never really hinted that. He seems more of a mastermind type. Sure, sure. All right, what else do we want to talk about? Anything? Yeah, there's a couple things. What did you think about Choo Choo's end? Uh, I like
0: it. I like it. I I thought for sure he was going to get hit by that train, and then and I was know. fine
1: with that. But the way it uh-huh. ended up happening with him, that you know, it just it turned out it was just an engine, not the whole train. Yes, yeah. So they're able to shut <laughs> it down really quickly, and he dies of his wounds on the track. I thought was ironic and bittersweet. Um, I read on Yost post that apparently one of their production people back in season two died in a crane, a, a, a train wreck. Whoa. So they were like really going back and forth about the poetic irony and license of having the choo-choo guy die by a train versus their own kind of personal trauma of dealing with that stuff huh. versus, you know, whether the audience would believe it. And I thought that they came up with a very great ending for this character. I thought so, too. And I want to give it up for a Duke Davis Roberts Um you know, he's this guy that plays Choo Choo, and he's been uh, on the the Reddit forums and every the episode discussions talking about personal anecdotes. He seems like a really good guy. Uh, all the on-set reports that I've heard seem that he was a really good guy. He's mentioned that he's gotten a lot of, like, interest. Uh, his name's been thrown in a hat for, like, tough guys and stuff from Hollywood and television. So, um, I cool. worry, uh, because he did play this very distinctive role, Yeah, that it's going to be hard for him not to get typecast the way fucking Hollywood works. Sure. Yeah. But you know, if you're a dude like him and he's an MMA fighter and you know, just, just got tough guy, just appearing in work is probably pretty cool no matter what.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to give him career advice, but I'd say (laughs) if like he just played a character who isn't dumb next time. Yeah. That, that gets him out of that.
1: Don't do a voice. Yes. But he's got a – now, I don't know how much of this is the performance, but because I haven't seen him just talk as a real person, uh, he's kind of got – like, he looks like a big, dumb oaf. Sure. Sure. But, you know, if a lot of that's – you know, it's kind of like – it's like Dolph Lundgren. I just found out through reading an article that this dude is actually, like, brilliant. He's got a master's degree in, like, biochemistry and a PhD in something, and he – Owns uh-huh. several companies, and he's a real estate tycoon. He also was, like, <laughs> extremely good-looking and built like a Greek god in his youth. Yep. And he was had a fine movie career and, like, all this other stuff. I would have thought that he was just an idiot, like a big, dumb oaf. Sure. If, just, if, a, just, know, just a meathead, a muscle. He's head. just a meathead. Yeah. So he's like, you never really know. You never Absolutely really know. Yeah. However, having said that, if Dolph Lundgren played a nuclear scientist, I would be like, bullshit, I don't buy it. <laughs> what if there was full penetration? It's always sunny people will get that. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm struggling to make that connection.
0: Yeah, no, I, I
1: wouldn't expect you to. Um, oh, another line of the week, Candidate, is uh, when Raylan and Tim show up at the showdown between Ty and the Choo Choo, uh-huh. and he's like, uh, that kind of statement taken out of context could construe criminal intent. <laughs> Talking about orders it's, to kill someone. Yes, yeah, that was a brilliant
0: line. Uh, yeah. That's pretty great. I don't know. I, I like them as a team. I hope uh, we
1: we see that rifle used. The other thing I want to talk about is, so Art gave Rachel the advice, when you're dealing with a, a railing with a wild hair up his ass, uh, you got to somehow get him in here and ask him a question It's kind of like a sideways way to confirm your gut. Okay. I think that she ended up with the worst of all worlds trying to follow this advice because she asked a question. Mm -hmm. Raylan gave her nothing, but also, Raylan indicated that, like, you just tried to art me, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, shields up. Like, she'll never get anything <laughs> she's from nowhere, him again.
0: She's nowhere near as good as Art is at that. And well, even how could when, she
1: be? She couldn't be. She couldn't
0: be. She doesn't have the practice. And even when Art does it, Raylan still susses it out, you know? Sure.
1: It's not like Art is super good at reining in Raylan. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so... she could try cold cocking him, see if that works. That's uh, the, the thing yeah. that's kind of put him on his heels the most. Maybe that's just she mm-hmm. gives him a vicious beating. <laughs>
0: okay. All right.
1: Um, but no, I, I kind of, I, when she said is the play against Fika's holding, yeah, which took me a while to get like, uh, we didn't have to close captions turned on, but I had to listen to like four or five times to understand what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, she didn't say it's, I, I felt like that she, uh, kind of got fucked over there.
0: Yeah. I mean, in that scene, they're just trying to say, okay, uh, is Duffy any, any wiser than he was when we pulled this thing on him? Yeah. And it would appear no. Yeah. It would appear he's not.
1: That just worked. Uh one other thing about that final scene in the Walton Goggins interview, uh quote that I wrote down, he said to Boyd. Uh Boyd with a broken heart is the most dangerous character I've ever had a chance to play in hm. my career. Okay. That is pretty interesting. Yeah, that is uh Do you think my, my here's hm. my, my first gut. Him and Limehouse are not exactly pals. Certainly. Is it not possible that Boyd eventually doesn't believe him? Like, he might interrogate or come up, you know, to have his Boyd Southern hospitality bullshit ways of trying to confirm. He might Catherine hail her. He might take her to a jewelry store. They might do some shoplifting. They might do some coke. <laughs> At the end of the day, he looks on her fingernails. He determines they're clean. Uh... Do you think that that's a possibility, or do you think that this is it? This is where the worm turns, and now Ava is basically distrusted on all sides because the Marshal Service kind of shaky on her. Raylan's really her only advocate at this point. I'm I'm really torn on this.
0: I think it, I think it could go either way, and they left it open at the end. I, I'll just say, we already think the Limehouse is up to something. Boyd should think he's up to something, right? Boyd doesn't trust the guy,
1: and it's simultaneous to think that Limehouse is up to something and also believe him about the information. Sure, I guess that that's totally a possibility. Yeah, right. Um, I got to give it up to our commenter Isaac, uh, who's the first one that kind of wrote in about the whole. Hey, is Ava sleeping with Raylan in the past or maybe even the present going to be a problem? Because from Art and Rachel's conversation, I got the fact that that would just completely ruin the case. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Raylan and down the CI in the present for sure, but maybe even in them having a past relationship could really torpedo. And the fact that she... It feels like she's got enough that if she wanted to cover her ass, um, she should blow the investigation right now because she's got them going off the charts and them meeting up, and she's got their phone records, and it looks like... Like she said, it's like either he helped... Either he brought her back to the reservation, or he's back to bed, bedding her, or maybe both. Is that her plan? What? Who? What? Is that
0: Ava's plan? Ava's plan to purposely savage stab- by dic- running away and making Raylan chase her. <laughs> oh,
1: that connects ruin them her
0: as a get her off the hook as being a CI. Well, but that's the thing. does she go back to prison if that's I the case?
1: Don't know. I don't know because could this be the loophole she needs? I, I don't know. Because Ficus, you know, whether she goes—I don't know what the original charge was. Obviously, the original charge is a murder. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't. I. I don't know. And she didn't serve a whole murder stint. I don't know, man. That's. I.
0: That's pretty. i If
1: that's the case, I've never really understood what they've all got over her head, or whether that's just an idle threat they're making, or whether it's a legit threat. Or uh, we need Doug L. from a Better Call Saul podcast to talk us talk to us about. Pending charges and, and and criminal informants and how all this stuff works, because I honestly don't know. So I thought it was that she was about to get out. Wasn't she about to get how out? How was she about? To, she fucking I, she, got she, she, put away I know. for murder. No, You don't get out in a in half a, season for murder. I'm with you. Maybe
0: that's not the case. Uh, I don't know. It, it was... The thing that got her out, I guess, was agreeing to BCI, but also Albert Ficus' statement that he stabbed
1: himself. See, that got her out of, like, Orange and the New Black Prison and sure. put her into, you know, the pen. Yeah. Where the scary bitches hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, him recounting, I think, would put her, remand her back to the minimum security stuff or wherever where it's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, that's a little fuzzy to me. I've never understood all the threats and stuff. I've always thought, like, Jesus, she's been out two weeks. What do you expect? Sure. I kinda yeah. think that she's been a miracle worker as far as criminal informants, if you you know, discounting her divided loyalties and all that, but the fact that she got, you know That's the thing though. If she is trying Ava to they Ava got that good P is all I'm saying. If if she got Boyd uh completely uh one hundred percent on the Ava train with just the pizza portal and the yeah. other portal, uh <laughs> that's that's some good work. That is some good that is some fine, fine CIing. Yes, it is.
0: Uh, so this would connect the the notion that you have that she is doing something. She has some grand plan around this ID. Why would she leave without the ID? Mm. Um, if she were trying to get herself out of being a CI and also not going back to prison, I don't know exactly how this works, because like, like you said, I'm very fuzzy on it as well. Uh, but maybe she's trying to sabotage her value as a CI. In, in in more subtle ways than just saying, I'm not going to do this, and
1: yeah. I'm going back to prison. And maybe that would be her like soften a blow from leaving. She could be like, Hey, at least I, you know, here's all the evidence they had against you. Here's all the stuff I was able to taint. You know, sure. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how that's going to play out. I, I I'm not I even do, convinced more, that that's happening. But I came in this podcast like shaky, but I'm really convinced that something about that little escapade of hers is going to pay off bigger. Because that is yeah. not the Ava Randolph knee, or Crowder knee Randolph that I know and love from the show, to just go off like a chicken with her head cut off with no plan. You're right. You Have right. to be rescued She's by dudes. She's never been like that. No, fuck that.
0: And the other thing is, that is not the line that you put on a previously on, unless you want people to remember right. that That Right, go line. back to back. Because he does tell her, like... You can't run off like that. Like he says, all these other things. And she's like, like, I know to I'm specific- a salon, and I
1: don't know what I'm doing, Raylan.
0: <laughs> I work in a salon T- to specifically yes. mention the ID. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know where she would have gotten that because it's not like there's a huge list of characters in <laughs> Justified still alive. Sure. That could provide those kind of services.
0: Yeah. I bet Duffy could.
1: I don't know. Turns out the job from uh. Job from banshee also works at this hair salon all right he can do anything as far as that's concerned i know you're not a banshee guy but I'm no i have no idea people are because if you're not if you like justified you should check banshee out on cinemax because it's like the r-rated cinemax version of justified the throat ripping version the throat ripping full nudity <laughs> yeah
0: hmm, okay it's pretty gonzo like i saw a car action a car fight scene where
1: yeah it was crazy. What you don't get is, like, I've just shown you, like, the crazy stuff. It's yeah. it's the stuff that it's all connecting in the middle that makes the show. Honestly, sure. I wish.
0: The Native American Amish Mafia. <laughs> yes. That, though,
1: that connective There's tissue. There's nothing you can say it sounds in one insane. or two sins <laughs> that doesn't make this sound insane. I know. I know. But <laughs> it's very arty the way they do it. I it's oh, like, I bet. It's like I feel like I'm a guy uh, with a Playboy pers- uh, subscription saying, I just read it for the articles. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the center, I don't even look at that smut. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just read it for the articles. I got good articles. I didn't sure. interviewed Harrison Ford last week. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is it. Unless you got something else you want to talk about. Nope, I'm good. Hey, let's do some pimping. We're excited. We're all, we're all buzzed on all Twitter, especially Jim over there, at Bald Move. Uh, about our club bald move you can get to the benefits page at club.baldmove.com where you can see what all's coming down the pike Uh, that's not it we've we've got ad-free podcasts we've got live video podcast recordings we've got skits and video skits uh, we've got uh, lunch with jim and Aaron, which is just a little show that we put on um, almost every week for the listeners to come in and they can uh, participate with us with the google hangouts apps Uh, it's a lot of fun and best of all it's only a buck a month uh, if you sign up for the annual, if you don't, it's only two bucks a month. Of course, if you can, uh, or you think we 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 uh, we earn more or we rate more, you can you can pay what you want. Uh, but uh, we've had some questions about the ad free podcast feed. If uh, and Jim's kind of fleshed out your account page. If you're a club member and you log in, there's a little account link on on your uh, member bar. That will take you to a page that has uh, an ad, the ad-free podcast feed where you can add it to your podcast player and and not have to listen to this bullshit ever again. Uh, it's got all of our Lunch with Jim and Aaron archives. Um, it's got access to our show notes and some of the other fun things we've done behind the scenes of Bald Move. Um, premium content. The special VIP section of the forums. A lot of cool stuff like that. Also, we've added a coming soon feature because uh, it's really, really hard, you know, moving away from Patreon that uh, to keep track of, you know, what's coming on as far as a premium and schedule. Well, we now got a sidebar on ballmove.com, You scroll down a bit. It shows everything that we have scheduled so you can kind of plan out your week. We're trying to do that a week in advance. That's cool. Uh, again, it's all kind of rounding into shape. Thanks for all the early adopters uh, that supported us so far. We think it's a great, a fantastic deal. The ad-free podcasts alone are worth the buck a month. Uh, and if you would like to support independent podcasting, if you enjoy this Justified podcast, realize the only way we are able to do this on a full-time basis is because of the generous support of listeners like yourself. The, the, the smaller shows, the more nichier shows, they're the ones that are getting the most benefit out of that because, you know, maybe have time to do the Walking Deads and Game of Thrones regardless of listener input and support. But for stuff like Justified and the Americans, the Better Call Sauls, they would definitely not be able to get the full podcast treatment without your guys' support. So again, if you have supported us, thank you very much. If you're on the fence, I encourage you to give it a uh, give it a look over because I think again, it's a great value. We're not trying to screw you. We're trying to just get uh, find a way to pay for all this content you guys enjoy. So thanks again. Uh, club.baldmove.com. Let's get the feedback then. Yeah. Speaking of the devil uh Isaac K, uh, you know, he sent in the email a few weeks ago. The the linchpin of it was that Ava's relationship with Boyd is going to torpedo the case. And then he did also a lot of like, you know, what ifs as far as where this might end with the, the penultimate one. Ava's uh, the
0: relationship ul- with Boyd or I'm Raylan? sorry,
1: Raylan. Okay. And and the ultimate one was that somehow what they would end up in Florida, uh, with with Winona in the mix. Yes, I remember the, that. the series sure. beginning or ending where it began. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he's still on board with his thoughts on how it will end, but I do agree with you guys that even if Boyd did possibly kill Ava after finding out she snitched, if it happens that way, Raylan wouldn't just kill Boyd in cold blood. My new thought is, now that his, so Isaac's the guy that came with this eye, he's full of good ideas. Okay, My new thought is, now that we know Boyd's plan involves him going back into a mine wouldn't it truly be full circle and pretty fucking cool that Raylan and Boyd have their possible final encounter in the mine? Sure. It's been referenced enough from both parties that Raylan and Boyd dug coal together, which was the basis of any friendship or relationship they have to this day. It forged their bond, sort of birthing their relationship, if you will. At the end of the plot, after Raylan shoots Boyd and apologizes to him for doing it, I don't think Raylan would apologize. That's not his style. For killing him? No. No. Hmm. Um, In fact, I could see... Like, do you remember that stuff that he was saying to Boyd when he shot him in the chest? Like, you're dying, Boyd. You know, like, <laughs> he got right in his face. Like, like I, using I, be, it as leverage? <laughs> it'd be kind of cool if they did that kind of, like, uh, word-for-word reenactment of that. Hmm. Or if if it's a dark ending, if, if Raylan, the one's dying, if Boyd gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Uh, at the end of the pilot, after Raylan shoots Boyd and apologizes, oh, I'm sorry, he's talking about at the end of the pilot. After Raylan shoots Boyd and apologizes to him for doing it, they flash back to a scene in the mine that's caving in, and Boyd leads Raylan and others running out of the mine. I forgot about this. I need to watch the, the 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 pilot again. What if somehow the mine is caving in again, and Raylan has to lead Boyd out? Does he do it, or does he leave Boyd to die in the mine? And that's how it ends between the two. Be pretty damn satisfied at that ending. Raylan and Boyd ending where they began. Um, well, he's also talking about his input for best line of the series. Oh, of the series, yeah. This comes back, I believe, in season three, early on in season three. Uh, Raylan says, Mag's bank accounts have been seized, but there's still a sizable amount of money missing. Boyd, how sizable, Raylan? Raylan, well over ten dollars. Boyd, well, now if I found that kind of money, I'd be in Mexico by now, Raylan. Boyd, I've been to Mexico. I don't think you'd like it. Boyd, how so? Raylan. There's a lot of Mexicans. Boom. <laughs> wow.
0: All right. That's like exchange of the series, right? Sure, sure. Like, it's hard to say. The it's, back and forth there is what makes that.
1: That's the thing. A lot of the Boyd and Raylan stuff, it yeah. is it is a it's it's a duet. It's not just one yep. one liner here or another. Um anyway. Uh also, uh what was it? Boyd's henchman Colton saying in the movie starring he and Tim he'd want to be played by young Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, you don't know who that guy is. He was really big in the '90s. His name sounds familiar. Um, I can't think of he anything. In? He, I man, I knew you're going I'll, I'll to ask me about that it up while you're. I knew. I think he was in a remake of that. What is that guy? The Serwin Bajorio, or he's in Life of Pi. Is he? Apparently, oh, is he the chef in Life of Pi? Uh,
0: does the chef have a giant honking nose?
1: Yes, this guy has a giant. Honking All right,
0: then yeah, he's the
1: chef. He's uh, cook. Yeah, but what's that? What's that? The uh, French story about the guy who ghost writes romantic lines for somebody, and the woman ends up falling in love with with his beautiful words rather than the pretty boy speaking them. He was in that. He was in another one where he's a father to this teenage crazy daughter. Like, Again, yeah, Steph I, yeah. I was a teenager, and he he had his heyday, and I wasn't really into that kind of shit. So the man in the iron
0: mask. Uh, I remember him from that.
1: Do you? Yeah. yeah now that going. I've seen his face, keep going. Yeah, this is going to drive me crazy. Name a couple earlier. Keep going back.
0: Uh, I've not seen anything I recognize here. Uranus. No, <laughs> no, I have not seen him in Uranus. <laughs> Under the Sun much. of Satan. I have no idea, man. I'm back in the
1: 80s. Seriously, You've gone too far. You've yeah. gone too far. All I, right. I fuck think we've this. gone too far looking this man we up. We need to keep moving on. Yeah. Jim F. I say F Jim because he can't find anything on IMDb. <laughs> Jim F says, I have two predictions for Justified this season. One, the final scene of the season will have the song Never Leave Harlan Alive. Yes. God, I want that to happen. First of all, that is the safest fucking prediction you can ever make <laughs> about the right. show. But, but the next one But everyone wants it, right? The next one is 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 a little uh it's part B of of one A, okay. Uh, we will see Raylan's gravestone beside his father's gravestone with the sunset in the oh, background. That's a bold prediction. Raylan dead at the end of the series. Well, if you never leave Harlan alive, it's hard to escape that conclusion. Sure. Two, Avery wants the land not for weed, but for mineral deposits, and not coal or oil, but something like zinc or aluminum, or I'll add rare earth minerals. Maybe I don't know. What do you hmm. think? Because because that's the thing. Like this Christmas tree weed's not really working for us. If it turns out that he's found. I don't know how or why, but some kind of mineral rights to these properties. Like coal? (laughs) Although, it turns out that I don't think, it's not like the Beverly Hillbillies anymore. If you own a bunch of land and there's a bunch of oil on it, you don't really own that oil. Mm. Like, land rights ain't what they used to be. Sure. Well, I mean, you can drill down somewhere else and suck all the oil I'm not even talking about the I drink your milkshake. I'm talking about, like, the federal government's like, no, fuck you, that's our oil, and we will sell it and make money off it as we see fit. Imminent domain. Imminent domain, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I used to think that if you own an acre of land, you own that acre down no! to the center of the fucking earth. No. Apparently that's
0: not true. And you don't even really own the land, because if you don't pay the taxes, it's taken away. So well, okay, sure. That there you makes go. sense.
1: You don't actually own any land. You're renting it. It's depressing. <laughs> depressing. I want to be in my castle, man. I know. Unassailable. I know. Uh, Lorena K says, this week's episode was not the first time Tim's, this me, last week's episode, actually. Not the first time Tim's fist pump made an appearance unjustified. Oh, boy. He attempted to fist bump Chris, the office computer guy, last season, but was left hanging. You're right. I remember It that. left an impression on me because he later calls Chris a dick. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the fist bump uh, Tara from The Walking Dead really colored that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Chris really didn't like Tim. Well, I can Not see that. Tim's a mini Raylan, and no one likes Raylan. Sure. Not even Tim likes Raylan. Yeah. Uh, Akil G said with regards to Duffy letting Ficus live it's only after Ficus professes love for Ava that Duffy let him go Mm -hmm. if you recall Boyd had a similar revelation last season while interrogating Ficus he blurted out that he loved her Boyd had a change of heart and let him go perhaps this soft spot for love has allowed Boyd and Duffy to remain free and alive while their peers are largely dead and incarcerated I don't know about the theory I haven't fleshed it out thoroughly thoughts hmm is that what Avery's got going on too with the ring well i mean it seems like that it, one thesis on the show is that love is the downfall of everybody like we talked about raylan and his soft spot sure but spot. he's saying
0: the opposite here
1: The love is the thing that is keeping
0: these people alive well
1: but they're also saying he didn't they haven't fleshed this theory out Thoroughly so I'm gonna say that (laughs) if you look At it like a lot of people make bad decisions On the basis of love like Mm. Raylan does It all the time and he's got kind of like this patriarchal View of of women and all that stuff Sure but like a lot of times that Boyd's Made missteps it's been because of um, Love design Ava's Made missteps the same Uh, You know we're looking at Catherine and Avery and their Little dance this season I there Could be something Graham Yost might have had a lot of bad breakups Maybe so Speaking of rings,
0: I have to ask you, what the hell is up with them showing conspicuous shots of Raylan's
1: horseshoe ring? I think it's just your, um, what they, do they call that, they confirmation bias? They show a bias? fucking close-up this episode. I, but, you know, I, you, when you asked me that, I was aplexed because I'm <laughs> like, I didn't notice any more. And you like rewound and like, look at this, it's focusing on his ring. And I'm like, I because I noticed that early on. And, like, again, it's on yeah. one of my DVD covers, him with the gun, and that ring is, like, front and center. Sure, it might just be that I noticed it last
0: episode. But they do do a close-up shot of it, and I don't know why else. I mean, maybe it's just something like, oh, we need an insert here to establish the scene. That and-
1: one scene of him, this, uh, he's at the bar at the pizza portal, and Avery's about to walk in, and they shoot to his hand close-up. Now, I think that, if I recall right, his hand might have been holding the business card, so it might have been an inset for him, like with the smoking business, Marshall business card gun, and it I, just incidentally you saw the ring because now you're seeing it everywhere you look.
0: I, I, that that could be part of it. Uh, I don't know. Where I, else would? So what, I don't think
1: the card was in his hand, but uh what the hell? I got nothing else to do today but this podcast. So uh, let's talk. I'll riff with you. All right. Uh, could the ring be somehow connected to the concept of luck? and i would, whether given that it's a horseshoe i would guess you know I the, the one that. character that's got the horseshoe the one that it always seems to work out for who seems to be standing at the end of the day is this a signifier that he is a blessed character and he's not going to be having a bad end it's possible it's possible what other... Or they could be setting us up. I mean, that's is he a Colts fan? <laughs>
0: they could be telling us that only to dash our hopes.
1: He owns a bunch of Kentucky Derby horses. They're uh-huh. getting fat and strong He's off got the a Kentucky bluegrass, like we talked about. Got a jersey that says James on the back, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, James?
0: <laughs> Ed, uh, Ed, Ed, Edgren? Edgren?
1: Edgr- Wow, man. I know, it's a blast from the past. But. Uh, a, a bit. <laughs> hey, man, that's a how bit. I roll on sports.
0: If it's not the San Diego Padres in the 90s or the Colts in the 2000s. That's literally 10
1: years ago because he was dismissed <laughs> the know. year before that we won the Super Bowl, which is in 06. So sure. a super blast sure. from the past. Fine, Andrew Luck. There you go.
0: <laughs> and boom! <laughs>
1: there you, boom, It's all connected. Luck confirmed. It's all connected. You just connected. did it. You just did it. You just did it. Look it up on Netcraft to make sure. Oh, uh, yeah. pal. Ricky old... Henderson is still on the A's, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh so, <laughs> Pete Rose. You want to talk about Pete Rose? Oh sure, yeah. Charlie yeah. Hustle. Uh our, our old buddy Shep said last podcast you guys talked about the Randolph connection. Constable Big Balls knew Ava as Randolph and the boys and the boyd let us know that she is also her uncle's last name. That's also her family uncle last name. Mm-hmm. In the second episode of this final season, Ava was walking towards her Jeep when Mundo asked her name. I remember she says Ava, Ava Randolph. I don't recall her ever mentioning her maiden name hmm. mentioned before during the series. I always thought it strange she kept the name Crowder after murdering her husband. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of woman Ava is. Interesting. Obviously in this situation with Mundo, she doesn't want to be linked to Boyd's last name. Is it possible her saying Randolph was a clue that she desperately wanted to go back to a time before the Crowders came into her life? She could have given a last name of White or Draper or even Goodman. She didn't even have to say her last name. I think she wanted to hear herself say it. We don't know or I don't remember the story of how Ava and Bowman got together, most likely before the time that she was not physically abused, uh, which he parenthetically states that one such beating resulted in miscarriage. I don't I don't remember my justified history to know if that's true, but I I trust Shep and she certainly was not a three time murderer. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I just feel like it's an interesting plot point. Do you feel that Ava has been trying to get back into connection to that little girl checking for her uncle's mining light? this whole season that she as also if, I, if I'm going to help Shep out here, this also kind of ties in with Mundo's uh, meditation on, do you ever wish you could go back and things didn't have to be the way they have to be?
0: Yeah, I could buy that. It's a little bit of both, you know, that doesn't want him to know that she's a Crowder and also, yeah, I, she's definitely been distancing herself. I mean, you know, she's been trying to distance herself. She's been forced into it being a CI, but
1: Does this inform us in any kind of thing about whether she ends up with Raylan? Because I've often wondered whether Hmm. there isn't some, if Raylan hadn't gone off to the marshal service and you know, if, if Ava and him would have been like married and the king and king and queen uh, legitimately king and queen of Harlan County. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I can't see them actually being together at the end of this.
0: Really? Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I don't have any rationalization for that. It's just a gut feeling I have.
1: I don't know. Every woman other than Winona, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, every woman he's been with has kind of been an Ava knockoff. Amy Smart last season. The bartender in season three. Amy, all Amy knockoffs, yep. man. Yep. Uh, the only one that wasn't was the Cole executive, which I don't think he ever seriously... Eh, maybe he was. He was... <laughs> He was off. Man, I can't because I get the book. I get the book details from that season and the and the season details mixed, and I need to go back and watch season two. But anyway, there I, it seems like a lot of them are kind of Ava light, and that tells me something. He's got a type, and that type is fucking Ava. <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I'm not sure why I think this will not end that way, but I I suppose it could. Even when known is kind of like Ava, except for without the edge. Hmm. Anyway, uh, moving on to some forum takes uh, Pavlov be- Pavlov's Bell said, "Oh man, I thought it was a given that Choo Choo would be taken out by a train. I was looking forward <laughs> to seeing how they would plausibly accomplish that, and they completely subverted it in the darkest, saddest possible way. Rest in peace, Choo Choo, or again as his friends call him, Chooch. Is it just me, or does the show look different this season? Slightly more stylized, with more scenes, or some scenes like the teaser looking like a graphic novel." And the last episode had some lovely compositions and wide shots. It might be my imagination or I'd never noticed before. I think Justified is one of the rare shows where its look continued to be refined as seasons went down the line. And I think that this hmm. might be its best in terms of look and feel. I haven't really noticed. Really?
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not looking forward. In it's not show. up
1: in the game. It's not up in the game of Thrones, Mad yeah. Men or like Breaking Bad, Sumptuous or... League. Sure. Yeah, uh, sure. eh, maybe on his best day, it could play. With,
0: it, it, it could no, play. no. I mean, even just the time lapse stuff in Breaking Bad, the camera. Okay, sure, sure, sure. The the inventive camera. I'm angles. talking day in day out. Yeah, I it doesn't know. This feels more like just a very Television. straightforward way to shoot a show. Yeah. Um, and and the thing that brings the show to life is the characters. But I I haven't been looking for it, and it may have been morphing. Well, I got to tell changing. you what,
1: man. The credit I'm. Justified as a distinction of one of the few credit sequences I don't blow through mm, uh, yeah. when I'm watching because it's number one, it's short. The song is killer, and yeah. I love the inset shots they have of that. Of this, just shadowy railing on the train tracks, investigating murders. There's bloodhounds, there's shotguns, there's ru- you know weather-worn barns. Just all, yeah. So somebody involved in the crew, of Justified, made that stuff, and it's like almost a mini movie. Sure. I I feel what you're putting down, Pavlov's. I again, I don't know that I can put my finger on it either. But this season does feel a little bit more cinema esque. Could also have uh something to do with the stars they've got on the show. Like uh you know it doesn't hurt to have um Avery Markham, uh, Sam Elliott, <laughs> Sam Elliott strolling around. Sure,
0: yeah, Catherine Hale,
1: uh, mm-hmm. Mary Steenburgen, Steen, Steenburger. Yep, uh, Original Joe. Uh, it says, this season has been incredible. Just one unbroken, epic, umpteen-hour caper movie with quadruple crosses left and right. If they can stick this landing, I think it should rank as one of the all-time TV achievements. Especially after the clusterfuck that was last season. <laughs> like I
0: read a, an article in the AV Club how they were saying that they spent a lot of time last season... Trying to realign the audience on Raylan's side after killing
1: nikki Augustine. Man, I'm happy. You don't have to. No, that was righteous. I thought so too. That was yeah. some Batman shit. Like, I don't want Raylan to be Art. I don't want Raylan to be Tim. I don't want Raylan sure. to be a law and order guy. And if you weren't on board with Raylan after that, why were you on board with him ever? 'Cause he starts the series that way. I mean, Raylan is always ethically murky but morally justified. Yes. That is his character trait. And if you're not on board from day one, like he never is cruel. Never he be is on never board. cruel to innocent people. He always serves to protect them. But if you are a bad guy, mm-hmm. you better watch the fuck out because he will not let little things like the law get in his way of brutalizing you. Sure. Um sure. I don't want my real cops running around like that, but I don't mind a fictional Marshall doing that shit. I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, I think they missed the mark. I mean, that, that, I, I like a them. lot of the stuff that they say in that article, but I think it misses the mark uh, a little bit on Raylan. Was, so was
1: that AV Club bullshit or was that Graham Yost saying that stuff? No, it was AV Club. Okay, well, it was I, the editorializing. They're all yeah. over the place as far as their, their uh, criticism, in my opinion. Um, okay. Not that I can talk, but you're <laughs> supposed to talk me from. You're supposed your your official job is to stop me from talking shit about other critics.
0: Oh yeah, well I can edit all this out. All right, so we're I was just say <laughs> you're
1: abdicating your role here. Um, also, this has been a motherfucking acting clinic, from Choo Choo's conversation in the car to the Raylan Boyd Ava showdown to Jerry Burns. The best though is just the expression in Avery and Hale's eyes in that hug. I got chills. Yeah, it's good. This show is like blessed by some. Uh, you know, Choo Choo. That could be just your garden variety Coover role, right? But they get they get this gift in Duke Davis Roberts who just brings that extra thing to it, that extra pathos and tragedy. And they run such a fine line on this show
0: between absurdity and believability. Yes. The the characters on the face of it could be very absurd. Sure. But they're, they're just pulled off really
1: well by the actors, and so I buy it. All right. Uh, that's all I got for feedback. If you'd like to give us more, you can do so at Justified at BaldMove.com. We got the forums at forums.BaldMove.com. Uh, we have a weekly show thread on Facebook, on Facebook.com slash BaldMove. You can tweet at Jim, at BaldMove. Uh, that's that's pretty much all the ways to contact us. Okay, cool. There are probably others, but I don't encourage you to use them because you probably won't get a response. <laughs>
0: All right, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, that's it. We have an week.
1: Instagram. There's a subreddit, uh, you know. But don't, yeah, don't don't do that.
0: We need to start up a site called Instagram Yost with uh, just <laughs> posting pictures of Graham Yost and uh, uh, all of his work. All right, um, stuff from the Americans. Stuff from Je- okay. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll be back next week uh, on Thursday. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. See ya.